This is a presentation of Patterson Media. Amplify Canada is an initiative created by Patterson Media, designed to celebrate and elevate small businesses, the backbone of our economy. Thousands of small businesses, groups, family organizations, and individuals are showcased on Patterson Media radio stations from Winnipeg to Vancouver throughout the year. And every month, we go deeper and share the incredible journey of a few that have made an impact on their community. Some have flourished, others may need a little extra love and support. These are their stories. Welcome to Amplify Canada. In each episode, we highlight a local musician. This time, it's Alberta-based, award-winning country music artist, Gord Bamford, who I'll chat with at the end of the podcast. Fired up! Fired up! We have made the assessment that COVID-19 can be characterized as a pandemic. Decisive action is needed. Effective immediately, Ontario is declaring a state of emergency. People are out of work because of this crisis. The Canada Emergency Response Benefit will provide $2,000 a month for workers who lose their income as a result of COVID-19. Growing anxiety this morning about the COVID-19 trend in Canada as we take a look at the numbers. A stay-at-home order leaving only for essential trips with new restrictions on retail. Tonight, they close as a new emergency province-wide stay-at-home order takes effect. The pandemic hit and everything went into a tailspin. Businesses were shut down, but in true small business owner style, it was time to fight, be creative, and to battle through and support their communities. And their stories needed to be told. Amplify Canada was the brainchild of Pattison Media. Pattison Media is a division of the Jim Pattison Group with operations in over 100 countries worldwide. It was founded in 1961 by Jim, Jimmy Pattison, on three fundamental core values, integrity, quality, and customer service. Jimmy built his company from the ground up with these values in mind. Above all, you gotta be honest. It's very important to be honest. And I think one of the reasons that our company over the years has done okay is we have always, always been honest. We've never tried to cheat on our income tax or sales tax or the border or the customer or the supplier. We want to do the right thing. And we've made a lot of mistakes, that's different. But when it comes to being honest or dishonest, we want to be sure that we and our company and our people are honest. As the pandemic hit, Pattison Media saw the need to uplift, support, and share the small business journey in this country. The wins, the losses, the giving, and overall resiliency of Canadian small businesses. This is Amplify Canada's last episode. And as we turn the final pages of the incredible Canadian stories of small business resiliency, we'll reflect and hear pieces of some of the stories we unfolded and be given some perspective on where we are now, the importance of supporting local businesses 
and how community lifts us up. Rod Schween, president of Patterson Media, grew up in a family that immigrated to Canada, built, grew, and ran a small business for years. He knows the struggles of small business, and it was that understanding, combined with the pressures of the pandemic, that Amplify Canada was born. So Rod, two years later, where do you think we're at? Are businesses big and small still feeling the impact of the pandemic? Small business has not recovered to the extent that we all hoped it would. And whether it's the economy, whether it's supply chain problems, whether it's the lack of suitable talent to run businesses, a lot of it, and the small business owners I talk to, it's because they can't find people. We've posted two jobs in the last four weeks. We confirmed 18 interviews. One showed up. <sighs> we hired that one person. Of course. She quit after two two shifts. And it's almost like we lost a third of the population suddenly during the pandemic. And so many people just haven't returned to the workforce. And that's placed a challenge on small business that none of us thought of during the pandemic. So it's hard for all levels of business, small, medium and large. The lack of available human resources out there. This story takes us to tree-lined seaside neighborhood of Tawasset. We're here because I want you to meet the two women behind Oceano Cleaning Services, Dicey Portness and Mary Rapier. There was our own personal perceptions of what a cleaning company was going to be like and being owners of a company, that was really exciting. And so we wanted to create the company part first and building what we're realizing is quite a diverse workforce. Our cleaning staff are 80% male right now. It's just worked out that way. The current workforce that is in this kind of service industry, entry-level jobs, they want to work where they're appreciated as a person. That's certainly something we strive to do. We want them to work hard for us, so we pay them well. and We value them as people, and them having input into how the company grows is something that I'm really proud of, and I know Mary is as well that they're helping shape this young business. And they've given us feedback that that's valuable as well, to be part of something that they're helping to build. Just another thing on the employees, when we are writing out our goals and our why, and what do we want it to look like? We really wanted to create a company culture where people are proud to be part of it, and that they feel their lives are being enriched. Not just you're going to work, you go home, you get a paycheck. Everyone knows now that is just not satisfying. So we want to support our employees in all areas of their life, but also to deliver this amazing service that we have so far been able to do to give to our community here. What role would you say that Patterson plays in fostering that sense of community? We all get that without the customer and without the community, our businesses are nothing. I think it all starts there. We're pretty fortunate to be part of a company that realizes that without those pieces in place, you can have all the strategy in the world you want and you can execute to your very best. But if you don't have the support of the community behind you and if you don't have the customer and you don't have the team members to be able to do it, we sometimes don't think of that as part of the community, but our team members are a big piece of that whole community aspect as well. We head to Winnipeg, Manitoba, 
one of the top 10 largest cities in Canada, and home to mega food entrepreneur Bobby Matola. I think we still run it like a family business. So we started Pizzeria Gusto, I think we had 17 employees, 1,800 square feet approximately. We now have almost 200 employees and 22,000 square feet. It's a big operation, but we still run it the same way. Relationships are by far and away the most important part of what we do. A lot of restaurants have great food, a lot of restaurants have great rooms and whatnot, but it really is the genuineness of the people that we have on our teams of wanting to be a part of the community and wanting to know people's names, wanting to share bits of their life with. And I think that for us has been truthfully a reason that we have been so successful. The point there too is that collaboration between you and local businesses and community members, it really does enhance that cultural identity within a community as well. Absolutely. You attend any kind of significant activity in any community, large or small, and you'll see all those elements coming together, right? It's local business, it's local groups, community groups, it's First Nations, it's other diverse groups that are helping make Canada the great place that it is to live now. The story begins in the Coast Hotel, where you will find the Pepper Tree, a local salon and spa based on one ethos. When you feel good inside, you'll look good outside. For the past 14 years, the Pepper Tree has been First Nations owned and operated by a mother-daughter duo. We definitely had our challenges because being Indigenous, being female Indigenous on top of it as well. It actually had taken me one year for the hotel to sign the lease over to us. I was actually scheduled to purchase the business in 2006. My former bosses, the former owners, we were actually in the middle of our purchase agreement. We had everything all set to go. The documents were signed. I had the check on hand. And the general manager at that time, who was short-lived as well, we had never met him before. He came into the meeting and he comes right up to me, a finger and everything. And he says, There are so many people that would love to be here. I don't know why you think you are going to be in here of all people. I don't think you can afford it. Plus, you're a woman. And he turns around and walks out. We were just flabbergasted. This was in a day and time within our area that there was a lot of racism high racism, high systemic racism, lots of comments about us as Indigenous people, and so on. If this happened now, it would be different. But back then, though, putting that into the context of time as well, wrong is wrong no matter which way you dice it. That general manager, he caused chaos and disruption amongst the whole hotel. So he was a big kerfuffle. The hotel fired him. Amplify Canada was just that outlet to tell the stories of the many diverse businesses in communities that we live and work in ourselves. It's given a voice to those businesses that have also given back so much to their communities. Do you have advice, Rod, from your life experiences for others to take away? You can't always do what you've done before in the past and count on that that's going to continue to be successful in the moment and in the future. And don't be afraid to take some risks and try some new things. 
listen to your people around you, listen to your customers, and go back to those basic things. I think we all feel like right now we have to come up with this great big giant answer, this mystical thing that we need to do differently. And at the same time, it is some of those core pieces like customer service. It is like listening rather than speaking. And sometimes the solution's right there in front of us, right? So yes, life and business is moving at a pace like never before. And at the same time, it's still some of the core fundamental things that are going to make the difference, right? Like customer service. We head across the Strait of Georgia to the beautiful Vancouver Island. As we land in Nanaimo, British Columbia, Jonathan and Brianna Hamilton run Romper Room Indoor Rock Climbing. Every single person that comes through the door, we want them to feel like it's home. We want them to feel like this is a safe place that they can come to, regardless of what their outside life is, regardless of what their home life is. And we've really been able to do that, and we feel really proud about it. That's what we've tried to foster in our staff. Those are the people we want in the gym or people that love it. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like if you walk through the door of any business where the people are there because they want to be there and they believe in it and, you know, they know the value of what they have to offer, people are going to feel it too. You know, we're not salespeople. We know that (laughs) climbing and what our gym has to offer sells itself. And for me, that's always been the biggest thing is our community. Being in business always has been a little extra work, especially if you're going to be a small business owner. Can we end with either a best of moment or just some closing words that you would like to kind of wrap up, amplify? It is exactly what I thought in my mind, you know, when I thought of this. It's the vision that I had. And it was hearing those stories come to life with those other small business owners through the series that made it really, really special, right? There's been a ton of great stories and and there are a ton of stories out there yet to be told. And while this is the last episode of the podcast in its current form, I don't think it's the last of this concept that we'll be doing or others will do because it's a story that needs to be told and continue to be told. And Linda, just a great job with not only all the business people out there, but thank you for the work that the team did, saluting some of the Canadian musicians as well. It's been a real pleasure working with you and the team. Eden Fine Day is a Cree singer, songwriter, and guitar player from the Sweetgrass First Nation in Saskatchewan. I have always felt so connected to music. Yeah, I feel like it made an imprint on me. And then when I became a songwriter, it was just so natural because I knew exactly how songs are organized because I'd spent so many years just listening. I spent 20 years playing in bands, so I would be on stage all the time. So we'd go on tour or we'd just play all the local bars. I've been doing that on and off since I was 20. But I would say in the last five years, I just, I started struggling with performing. I wasn't enjoying it as much. And I found myself getting very anxious on stage. I actually have stopped performing and I've just focused on recording and writing. I guess I was just trying to express my experience as an Indigenous woman living in Canada. For me, music has always been a way of expressing my emotions, letting them go letting myself heal, helping myself heal. So it's a really simple song, you know, 
So it's been a real pleasure working with you and the team here. And, and I look forward to telling more stories in the, in the years to come. Thanks so much, Rod. It was 1976 at the local Overweighty Foods in Cranbrook, British Columbia, where Daryl Jones got his start bagging groceries after school. He worked in 23 communities learning the ropes of the grocery business, and 34 years later, Daryl Jones became president of Save on Foods. That was in 2012. Daryl joined us in the first season of Amplify Canada, episode 7, when we focused on small is the new big when it comes to business. It's a great episode, so be sure to go back and have a listen. Daryl, it's so great to have you back. How have things been going? Oh, all is great, and I'm really excited to be back with you, Linda, as well. Local small business is a huge topic and probably more important to Canadians today than it's ever been. So it's a great topic, and it's always great to spend some time with you. It was nice to have you a part of Amplify Canada. Why was this an important program for you to be a part of from Save on Foods perspective? Amplify Canada, I think it's designed to get the word out to local business partners who impact our communities and impact each other. You know, small business is the key to this country and to our province. Programs like Amplify allow local businesses spotlight and the opportunity to share their stories and to, you know, help people in business learn from one another. The story starts with Dina McLeod and Lacey Christine, owner of Oxygen Yoga and Fitness. We've started navigating with other small businesses in the community. I know we do have a beautiful relationship with Monte Creek Wineries in Kamloops. So we're able to get out there 10 times to do yoga, fitness, Zumba, wine, and lunch. And then the other thing that we're looking to be able to offer to the community is on Fridays, we're gonna take our Friday class in the evening and we're gonna be dedicating it to a local charity monthly. So every Friday at that specific time, people are invited to come pay likely by donation. And then at the end of the month, we make that donation to a charity in the community. So we're hoping that it is successful for the community and just gives back because we're hurting in small business at so many different levels and the food banks have been hit so hard with the pandemic and just really ramping up how we can support it in the community. For small businesses, we really need to support each other. And as women, when we stand up and we empower each other and we support each other, there's so many women-owned businesses in Kamloops and we collaborate all the time. And I am so grateful for that. Small businesses today, I think they're having a tougher time than they've ever had. From Save on Foods' perspective, supporting local has been something that's been important for a long time. So how did that come to be in the company's history? For the last 108 years, our business has grown and the core of our business has been in small towns and how important it is for us to support the business people and the folks in these towns that supply products for us. We have over 2,500 local products that we have in our stores. We do our very best. That's what it's all about. Small towns and small communities and small businesses have been the lifeblood of our company for 100 years, and they continue to be the lifeblood today. We're totally committed to local, to small businesses. And supporting those local businesses and fostering that sense of community and the role that you have played, it's significant, and it does make a really big difference when you start to collaborate with those local small businesses and really work on, you know, enhancing that cultural identity within a community. What are your thoughts on that? There's an old saying, it takes a community to raise a child. Well, it takes a 
community to keep a, a small town and small businesses intact and in place and tell their stories. Let's fly into Lethbridge in the southeast corner of Alberta. It's home to a nonprofit organization called Streets Alive Mission. Streets Alive is an amazing local business, a nonprofit business in Lethbridge, Alberta, that is really a mom and pop shop. So it really started in the hearts of three amazing women who wanted to reach out to individuals who are on the street and connect them through church and feed them. So that was in 1989. Within a few years, they realized that the need was much greater. And so Ken and Julie Kissick really became the true founders of the Streets Alive mission. They got their first location in the downtown Lethbridge area. It became a place where people could come and actually have the opportunity to be with each other, hear the gospel, be fed, and be part of a community. And they were accepted for who they were. So over the years, things have just significantly changed. There's been different needs. Our communities have changed. Our cities have grown. We now are an exceptionally large organization and doing a number of things that really impact those who are struggling in our community. We have a trusteeship program, so we help them manage their money, whether they're individuals who are homeless or perhaps who have a home and just need some assistance in managing their income, we're there for them. So again, that's for anyone. So I think through the pandemic, we all came on board with that idea of shopping local. Some of us did it before, but we did it more throughout the pandemic. Do you think that the momentum is still there with I think the idea of shopping local in many ways is even stronger today than what it was before the pandemic. A fishing company making a sustainable difference located in the heart of Vancouver, Goodfish. This is owner Fraser McDonald. After a bunch of years of kind of growing and developing the fishing side of the business, we figured out how we could turn it into an actual company. We've been working on building out the business and building a brand and getting all the design done and We've been selling at farmer's markets since 2020, but just kind of getting ready to start selling retail and wholesale as well now. The main thing that we wanted to do with Goodfish was to really have super robust traceability and also really specialize only in local fish. BC has so much great seafood and most of the seafood that's getting eaten in Western Canada isn't caught in Canada, a lot of it's imported. And a lot of that's just because the fishing industry is set up to catch and export fish and not necessarily catch and then distribute it locally. That is changing in the last 10 years or so, but yeah, we saw a really good opportunity to keep fish here in Canada. The fisheries that we've focused on in our fishing business and also in our sales business, we want to make sure that when people are eating good fish, eating our fish, they know that that fish is coming from an abundant stock. I think being able to know where our fish is going, if you know we catch it ourselves on our boats and we bring it in and we have it processed and we're providing it right basically to the end user, whether that's a chef or a customer who's going to cook it at home, there's like a lot of job satisfaction in that. You kind of know where it came from. That's probably the other challenge that small businesses face today is the economic times that we're in and the fact that people are really making sure their dollar stretches as far as they possibly can. But the good news is, in most cases, when it comes to quality and delivering on everything, local products are still of tremendously good value when you take everything into account. In Canada, we're known as being a diverse country, Daryl. So do you see enough of that diversity in small business? I think definitely there's more support needed for diversity. I don't think there's any question about that. We are a vastly diverse country, and that's a good thing in many ways. 
it can also be a challenge for small businesses. Tyler Yang is co-owner of Lois Skin. He and his business partner, Spencer Angelvet have created a sustainable skincare line while learning to be true to themselves. Yeah, I think, you know, as someone that's a part of the LGBTQ plus community, it's uh, something you struggle with all the time. Like no matter what environment you're going into, whether it's school or business, you know, you're always questioning whether you're going to be accepted in this environment and how that's going to be taken by individuals. Initially, when we started our business, Spencer and I were always very much behind the scenes, kind of afraid to put our faces out there, make it known that we were a part of this community. And I think as time has grown, you know, our customers have been so lovely to us. We do a lot of trade shows and markets and different things as well. And so when you have those in-person human interactions with people, it, it really just frames this idea that we're all one in the same. And we feel really accepted by our community of customers. And so over time, we've become a little bit more outgoing, I guess you could say, in terms of putting our picture on the website and you know making videos every once in a while for our retailers. And I know it's something that we really have to continue to push ourselves to do, but I think it's something that we'll always question, right, until we kind of get to a place where coming out isn't a thing or this idea of feeling different. I think you bring that with you into every space that you go. Communities and businesses coming together to support one another, to be inviting and create welcoming spaces for all. It is a movement in this country. Daryl, you've been in business a long time and you've been an extraordinary leader in your community and beyond. Were there any lessons that stuck out for you based on your experience that you could share with us? Fear is the number one thing that can destroy your small business or can destroy you. So don't be overcome by fear and stay positive, always honest, always trustworthy. I know they sound like the basics, but those things are the things that will make you successful short-term and long-term. Caring about the people, honesty, integrity, all those things are critical. So that's kind of what I learned. I learned that from my boss and my boss's boss. We learned it from our owner how important those things are. And if you follow them and don't let fear stop you, you'll be successful. No question. Yeah. And words to live by regardless of whether or not you're a small business owner, Daryl. So thank you for that. A real pleasure to be with you folks today. Fired up. Fired up. Jennifer Smith is the CEO of Everything Podcasts and the driving force in partnership with Pattison Media behind Amplify Canada. As a small business owner and a member of the 2S LGBTQ community, Jennifer knows the struggles and hardships small businesses can face. Jen, just so happy that you could be part of the final episode. Can we start with your perspective on the survival of small businesses? What was interesting is Daryl was talking about don't be afraid as far as small business, being open to shifting within small business and ideating and creating and innovating. And with that is risk, with that is fear. With that is some of the greatest risks of all time have the greatest rewards. And that is not just monetary, but it's being able to see and develop things that perhaps everybody says, well, that's not possible. Well, you can't do that. And I think the question is, why? Why can't you? And of course you can. You've just got to try sometimes. I think 
small businesses today have to go back to something really basic, which was to understand that their customers are in fact our business. Let's take a trip to Edmonton, Alberta, where we'll unravel another story of a career pivot from pharmaceuticals to a butcher shop. Yep, you heard that correctly. Meet Mike and Tarina Popovich. As soon as we opened the shop, October 2019, I think I only worked for another month just to close things off with my previous company. And we just knew that for us to have it as a true passion project, that we both had to be here for the kind of customer interaction we wanted and the community hub that we wanted to create. We knew that we needed both of our personalities and strengths so that we could create those connections with our customers and our suppliers and local retail partners. And it sounds crazy to work with your husband 24 seven, but uh, so far it's worked pretty well. It was a big leap of faith, though. There were some scary moments in those early days, and you're standing there, and you you have a new shop, and you're looking at each other, and it's taking a while for customers to come in your store, and you're thinking, oh, what have we done? What are we doing? But thankfully, the community that we're in really adopted us quickly, and things started to go in the right direction fairly early on, so we felt pretty good about it. We need to go back to that fundamental foundational piece, which is to say We need to care about customers as far as the life cycle of a customer. And what can we do to establish reliability, trust, deliverability, innovation for that customer so they have the best possible experience so that they remain a customer of yours for several decades? You started businesses, you're an entrepreneur, you've started this business of everything podcast. Do we have enough diversity in this country when it comes to small business entrepreneurs and in all of that, women that have a strong voice? Or do you think we need more support? I think that we've begun to explore things as far as small business, as far as what are we doing that could be improved upon as far as diversity, unrepresented voices, unrepresented talent, emerging new talent. I think that as a country, we've begun that journey. I think what small business can embrace a little bit more and I think have phenomenal successes is to look at opportunities to emerge young talent, to also look at what is the opportunity for female-led organizations. Meet Jennifer Jackson, the president of Universal Geomatic Solutions Corp. We've been a service industry since in the 90s. And we've evolved quite a bit. One of the greatest milestones that we've seen most recently was we actually became women-owned last year, which is very unique in this industry. And a company of our size that services the energy industry particularly, it's extremely uncommon. And so it was a great milestone and we're very happy about that. I can say that there has been such a progression that we've seen over the past years. I've been with the company 11 years. I started in the industry land surveying. So you're out in the field, you're running a chainsaw, pounding in pins, you're on ATVs all day. It's a pretty remote type of work. There wasn't a lot of women at the time. 15 to 20 years ago when I started, I experienced such a wake-up call where I noticed that there was such an opportunity that we could progress this industry to inspire different types of people. I feel like the same demographics over and over again that was always around me in the field. What if we were to open that up and vary that a little bit? I think that there's a lot of opportunity and I think there's something to be said about resiliency. You know, really, really work hard and 
helping everybody around you succeed, it's really rewarding and not easy work. Just like being a mom, right? It's not easy work, but you do it and it's, it's so rewarding. I think that that's a significant opportunity. And I also think that looking at variations as far as diversity in various groups, there's a lot of talent that is almost this hidden treasure trove of talent. Bringing in female leadership, bringing in diversity as far as voices, whether it's from a BIPOC perspective or even underserved voices from a cultural perspective. I think that there's an incredible opportunity. And so ultimately, I think what is really key for small business is it's about the team. And the team, in fact, extends to the customer. So it's the team and the customer. Ultimately, my belief is that that's what makes a company. Those are your vital pillars to any success of a company. At the end of each Amplify Canada podcast, we have always featured a local artist. And this has just been such a great way to show the talent in this country of the incredible musicians that we have. Oh, nothing more Canadian than the sounds of skates and the smell of a hockey bag. Although hockey was Jojo Mason's initial dream, being a musician is where he landed. I grew up playing hockey and I loved what I did. There's not many places in somebody's life where everything just makes perfect sense. And all the BS just goes away. For me, that place is that the hockey rink, that place is on the ice, that place is where I feel the most at home. So, of course, the way the life goes, injuries happen. I injured my back and that was the end of it. I met this guy at a Christmas party and turns out he was a producer and the team he was working with was looking for a male artist to develop. And he looks at me and he says, man, it's too bad you're not a singer. And I looked at him and I said, well, I could try. <laughs> he looked at me and said, can you even sing? Fast forward the next day, I showed up at the house. He says that as soon as I opened my mouth, he was doing cartwheels in the other room. He was like, oh my God, we got something. That's kind of how it all started. Once it was my turn to release a song, the first one went top 10, the second one went top 10, the third one went top 10, and so did the fourth. So we had four top 10s back to back to back to back, and we were an independent artist. It was wild. It was the team that came up with this spectacular idea of really celebrating Canadian artists that were emerging or that were new and that wanted to be able to have a platform to showcase their talent. It just was such a gift. And in fact, it was probably one of the favorite parts of the show for me because it really covered all parts of our country from end to end and celebrated diversity, culture, and emerging voices that I feel would not otherwise be heard. So it was really this hidden gift that showed up in this incredible show called Amplify Canada. Which leads me to my final question for you, and that is, you have a podcast company, you do a lot of different podcasts. What has Amplify Canada meant to you? Absolutely, Linda. So what's interesting about that question is this. We've done about, I don't know, hundreds of podcasts, if not early thousands, this show is actually very special in many ways. It's special because this show showed up 
at a time where everybody needed a little bit of a lift, a little bit of connection, a little bit of engagement with our various communities. And small business showed up in droves. And it elevated the ability for us to reconnect as community in a time that we needed more than ever because we were all locked away with COVID. It was about authentically community coming together and rising up together to help one another. And the stories that we brought to light, the families that we brought to light, the community we brought to light, all we did was tell their stories and it was just an incredible thing to watch the businesses survive because they did it together. It just was stunning, Linda. It was not only a privilege and an honor, it will remain part of the fabric of a show that we did at Everything Podcasts. We start in small town Saskatchewan, home to Chilean refugee Rosa, owner and operator of KG Bar and Grill. We came here in 1977 from Chile with my parents and my siblings. You had choices where to go and my dad picked Canada and we're so grateful. I would never live anywhere else because I love it here. We had to leave. We were refugees because of what happened in Chile in 1973, the coup. It was hard at first. My parents both worked in two jobs when we first came. My dad, after a month or so, was able to get a home, like a house that he could buy. Everybody was happy. I was working for uh, the previous owner of Rosie's Bar, which used to be called King George Hotel. And then when the pandemic happened, we had to close down. And then when it was time for us to open up again, he offered me the business. And of course I said yes. We opened up July 6th, over a year ago. And I love working there. I love meeting people. I say that is my place to relax. <laughs> people are coming back. They love the way it looks. They love my cooking. And I get to meet new people. Well, with somebody there to help you. Just keep trying and don't give up. Get motivated and doing something for somebody else. Whoever needs help, keep it forward, whatever you say, you know. My parents always taught me, don't give up. Because if you give up, you lose everything, right? You lose your hope and, well, what am I doing this for? I don't work that way. I got to keep going and if you love your job, it's okay. Don't give up. And we had the privilege and the honor through our partnership at Patterson Media to showcase Canada. And it's special to look back and reflect on what Canada is and what it can continue to be through community. And all of that community is literally small business. And so it's honestly been amazing, Linda. And I think all of us that worked on this will be forever grateful, proud, happy, and humbled by the stories that we were able to share and hear over the last two years. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Linda. Fired up. Fired up. As we do with every Amplify Canada podcast, we feature a Canadian music artist. With over 85 million streams and 5 billion audience impressions on the radio globally, Gord Bamford remains the only two-time winner of the CMA Global Country Music Award. Gord, thank you so much for joining us here on Amplify Canada. 
You're Australian-born, but were raised in Alberta. So just give us a little bit of history there. Yeah, my pleasure. So my mom went to Australia. I met a guy over there and ended up getting married and having my sister and me. And when I was five years old, my mom and dad's divorced. And we come back to Alberta, Canada. Pretty much been in Alberta, Canada my whole life. And let's go back to kind of where country music came from for you. You know, I really just got into country music because of the lifestyle I lived and grew up in. And in the 90s, country music was the rage. It was Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson, George Strait, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash. I was never going to be a country music singer-songwriter. I wanted to play baseball. I actually went and played ball. I wanted to be an athlete. And I never imagined that all these things would have happened to me. But I wouldn't trade it for the world now. Now, a big part of what we do with Amplify Canada when we talk to the various businesses across the country, Gord, is we really tap into the fact that they give back to their communities. And you do this. So what is the Gord Bamford Foundation all about? So the Gord Bamford Foundation has been in its 16th year now and, you know, designed to raise money for charities. Five and a half million now we're at really youth-driven children, but multi-use facilities and small communities and lots of children hospital stuff. But kind of anything we can give back to. So that's kind of one side of it. It really is great. And it's true Canadian, in my opinion, you know, the way a lot of Canadians are, big hearts give back. What can you say to others to really get involved with their communities? The biggest thing is, I think you get what you give. You can't just want everything all the time. You got to give back. And I really believe in karma. I believe that you do things for the right reason and and they make you feel good, then you're going to be rewarded. It doesn't have to be in money or anything like that, but you're going to be rewarded in some sort of way. It's going to change your life. So no strings attached. Go in and help your community out because your community is really what builds you at the end of the day. Let's talk about Fire It Up. Yeah, so that was a song. Like I, I actually own some publishing, a separate publishing company. So I've had writers write for our company. A guy by the name of Buddy Owens, who was he wrote for our publishing company. In that catalog was this song, Fire It Up. And I thought, you know what, we're coming out of this awful couple years and it's time to fire it up so it was a song that i thought would be really good in the summertime it's out now and talk about your tour here and your dirt tour let's give people an idea of what's going on with that yeah the canadian dirt tour started pretty much as quick as we could with small towns to bigger venues to major markets we didn't put a timeline on the tour we just i just said i want to do 100 shows and then we'll decide if the tour is over so we're about halfway through that now but it's very very busy and yeah, the shows have been going fantastic. You can tell people were ready for it. And yeah, we're having fun out here and, and happy to be back doing it. Well, there's nothing like live music. I think people really, really were looking forward to getting back out there. And music's one of the best ways to do it. Absolutely. Gord, thank you so much for your time. All the best in your tour. Yeah, thanks for having me. So if you aren't already, get ready for Fire It Up by Gord Bamford. New friends and old flames blowing up a text chain, little town big news. Diesel in a gas can, couple hundred beer cans, chilling in the igloos. Red open tall pine piled up sky high, it's about high time to fire it up, jump the wire, let them down homegrown smoke take you high. Rug, my-
paper digging this skinny dipping long kiss too dark to see it all so we fired up burning tires let that down homegrown smoke take you higher pour a little corn around through the copper kind of looks like water in your cup till you fire it up and drink it down then it kind of makes the world Jump the wire, let that down homegrown smoke take you high. Pour a little corn around through the copper, kinda looks like water in your cup till you fire it up and drink it down. Then it kinda makes the world go round. Fire it up, jump the wire, let that down homegrown smoke take you That was Gord Bamford, Fire It Up. You can find him at gordbamford.com and check out dates for Gord's Dirt Tour. It's bittersweet, the final episode of Amplify Canada. It has been a privilege to connect, listen, and share the stories of the incredible people who make Canada an amazing country. Because at the root of it all, small business is the backbone of this country. Don't forget the stories you heard think about the businesses in your community and head out the door because there are so many amazing local businesses for you to explore. You've been listening to Amplify Canada, an initiative created by Patterson Media designed to celebrate and elevate small businesses, the backbone of our communities. For more information on this program, go to pattersonmedia.com. Another Everything Podcast production. Visit everythingpodcast.com, a division of Patterson Media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast.